1: Welcome to the Poor Charles 411, all about New Year's Eve. I you need think- a little party horn. <laughs> 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 That's my noisemaker. That was nice. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and I think we did Halloween this way too, Amanda and I are dividing up the years. And Amanda had a great idea after we recorded Christmas.
2: <laughs> it was literally On the way home, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, That took way too long. I don't know why we do it like that. We should just do a chunk of a couple years and then each year build off of that. Great idea after the fact. Yep.
1: But thankfully, we can't find already written things for a lot of the years. So we do have other, we have enough going forward that we'll be able to go back to and do like one by one ish. So, I mean, it would have made sense. I think that we just wanted to cover everything. We got overly excited we, it's the first year that we were doing exactly, it. So exactly. But then what are we going to do next year? We don't know.
2: We'll figure it out. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll have more people to talk to and more interactions on social media. Exactly. So it'll be even better next year. Exactly. So
1: great idea. <laughs> After the fact. After the fact. <laughs> so, but we can start doing that with things like, valentine's day
2: yeah there you go this is going to be
1: our new year's resolution there you go for 2020 is we're gonna pick got it sections now i'm starting to think about valentine's day and i need to get through new year's eve (laughs) okay (laughs) so i'll go first because you went first on christmas okay and we only went back to 1993 because our favorite source for this type of thing now is curly q girl she only went back to 93 and we also used youtube as mentioned many times Because Shannon loves you, too. I do. It, it really clarifies a lot of the stories. Like, we talked about on Monday's recap with the whole Laura announcing her sex with Scotty and everything. Yeah. You know, reading it and seeing it, two totally different tones. Correct. And even still, there's some things that I found in, you know, just New Year's Eve. So, I was able to find a couple years before mm-hmm. on YouTube. Were there random New ones,
2: ones on New Year's Eve?
1: Yeah, like 1988,
2: 1986. They had a lot of really early 80s, and then they jumped to 88, and then they jumped to 93. So we can do those next year. There you go. Yep. Wait. Yes. (laughs) So for Christmas, we took note of how many rings were exchanged for Christmas. Okay. For New Year's Eve, I actually think that we need to take notes, and this will be ongoing if we're going to keep going backwards eventually, of how many were masquerade parties. Okay. Because I've never been invited to a Masquerade New Year's Eve party, but there were a lot of them and some that weren't covered in this timeline. So when we go back, eventually we'll see it. But Masquerade is like a thing for New Year's? Sure. Okay. I don't know. According to GH, it is. Uh, Well,
1: we'll see how many you have. So. I don't think I had any. No? I don't think. Okay. But you brought up a good point because as I was doing my research, I don't know if you ran into this. Sometimes they didn't label Mm-hmm. the video correctly, so they would say 2010, but it was actually 2009's so New Year's Eve going, going into. into. Yep. So, <laughs> had to run in, had to clarify that a f- little bit, but yeah. So, in 1993 they celebrated at the Outback, okay. which is Mac's old mm-hmm. restaurant, and Damien and Lucy discussed their bet, and they had a bet that was very similar to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, that he would have to seduce the female that she picked okay. for her shares of ELQ. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Felicia was being annoyed by Ryan, continually hitting on her. He suggested that they go so- skydiving to celebrate the new year. Felicia says she doesn't think that Mac would go for it and she needs to think of her daughter because right now we only have the one. And Ra- Ryan chastised her and said, what an example you're setting for your daughter by letting her miss out on things she wants to do because a man says no.
2: Ooh.
1: And she was like, um, it's not just that Mac is saying no. She's like, I don't even know if Mac's going to say no. What I'm saying is, I'm not going skydiving for the new year with a killer, but I don't think that we knew that he was a killer. Yet. No, I don't think that's what she said. <laughs> and Max still had a really bad accent. Oh, <laughs> you know, Eddie Maine and the Idol rich were playing at a bar in New York. Eddie Yeah, I love him. They began with the girl won't be lonely tonight. And then they sang seventh son. Lois saw her potential in her new find mm. and started coaching him on how to work with the audience. And she was getting mad because one of his band members came over and there was a phone number and she got super jealous about it. Lois told him that he's spoiled and he said, rotten. (laughs) And then she started giving him constructive criticism. And (sighs) this is why I miss them. Like, he just pulled her close to him and... Mm. Started singing when a man loves a woman in her ear. Aww. She turned to say something and he kissed her. And because, like, it was like to her back, like, she told him that he would be a fool if he spent New Year's Eve with anyone other than her. I love her. And Kevin had just come to Port Port Charles. Oh, okay. Like he had just arrived, and he was talking up with Simone Hardy at the party at the Floating Rib or the the Outback. Nineteen ninety four, there was no actual real New Year's Eve festivities. But Bobby and Alan were talking about what a year it's been. Their marriages were both in trouble. Her plans for the evening were microwave popcorn in a book, watch TV, and if she makes it and if she makes it till midnight, watch the ball drop in Times Square. Go upstairs, give Lucas a kiss, and watch him sleep. Then she'll talk to BJ because she does that sometimes. And then she'll go to bed by herself, and Alan hopes for her a better
2: 1995.
1: Aww. And Alan t- talks to Bobby about his issues with Monica and their unnecessary separation. And then, so he and Bobby just kept jokingly going, jokingly competing with each other on who had the worst year <laughs> and who was going to be more lonely and wallow more. Aww. Tony winds up going over to Bobby's because I guess they were still living together, so I need to go back and rewatch all of this because I think they were still living together. Okay. But she just made herself a meatloaf sandwich. This is actually where that inner monologue came in that I talked oh, about yeah. during last week's Christmas episode. Okay. It was New Year's Eve, but the episode that I watched obviously was part of the Christmas segment and it was labeled as such. So, but when I found the clip, it was from December 29th, 1994. And Bobby had made herself a meatloaf sandwich, which is his favorite. And so he had just gotten in the house and sat down and she was like, Oh, here, would you like this sandwich? He was like, No, 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 you made it for you. And she's like, I'll go make another one. You know, just put your feet up and relax. That's when the whole inner monologue starts. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to last week because I'm not repeating all of it, but it was great. <laughs> but he thanked her for the sandwich. Bobby told him that she changed the light bulb in the hall because they both said something in their head about what they wanted to say to each other. But then that's what came out of their mouths was oh. thank you for the sandwich and I changed the light bulb. And then Tony went to bed. Kevin and Lucy started ringing in the new year in Mac's car because they had, he was tending bar at the Outback and they were going to leave. And Kevin's like, well, we know that Mac will be busy for the next few hours, right? <laughs> And Catherine was there, but then, so they found Mac's SUV and like pulled up. So this first, they started kissing under, like they raised up his tailgate. Okay. And so first they started kissing under it. And then they were like, Hey, we can really, you know, take advantage of all this. I guess Catherine was supposed to have an appointment and it got canceled. So Mac was like, I can take you home. And so they wound up being stuck in the back of the SUV. And they overheard how Catherine was saying how pretentious Lucy is. And Mac was like, I'm surprised you guys don't get along better. (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, they wind up getting caught. And then Lucy invites Kevin over for a New Year's Eve. He'll never forget. It starts raining again. And Kevin started dancing in the rain and was kind of pulling a few Gene Kelly moves, like the spinning around and putting his arms out. And Aww. so it was cute. Kind of miss that Kevin. Yeah. 90s Kevin was really, really good. He's very... Him and Lucy were good together. They were because she brought out his fun. Yeah. He doesn't have fun now. Uh uh-uh. We need a little bit more fun with Kevin. So in 1995, I couldn't find a video and there was no writing. 1996 was Jason Morgan's first New Year's and there was a party at Luke. AJ came to get Jason and said that he wasn't going to a family party if he couldn't bring his little brother and Jason declined and said that he went to Christmas because he likes Lila and she likes him basically for who he is. Sonny and Mike were kind of going back and forth arguing a little bit and Sonny told Mike, you might be a two-bit grifter, but at least you're not a me. Compared to Jason, I almost (laughs) feel lucky. Ned invited Jackson, Brenda to the quarter main party. AJ told Keisha that he was considering proposing, but he wasn't proposing yet. So you need to keep quiet, but I need you to think about if you could spend the rest of your life with me. Okay. So he was like proposing to propose to her. I guess so. All of four Charles celebrated New Year's Eve, although some gatherings were more festive than others. Felicia carried on the tradition of New Year's party at the Brownstone. Tom and Felicia helped Audrey get through their first, Christmas, first New Year's Eve without Steve. Everybody felt awkward when Tony arrived at the Brownstone with Carly as a date, and everybody avoided her at the party. <laughs> have thought. Bobby didn't know that Tony was going to be there and Ooh. certainly not with Carly. When she dropped Lucas off at the Brownstone as New Year's Eve chimed, Brenda kissed Edward on her way over to Jack's mm. on the cheek, like the yeah. way that this was written. And then I watched it. I'm like, what did Brenda plant one on Edward? <laughs> no, on the cheek. They yeah. were cute. She loved Edward and Lila. Uh-huh. Ned and Alexis toasted. And so did justice and Dara Robin called Sonny and Jason and Sunny Steered Gina away from Jason so that Jason could take Robin's call, wishing them a happy new year. Emily went out because Alexis was stopping by because she was doing a case or something. Okay. And Nicholas was in the driveway. He wasn't coming in. Oh. And Emily was like, You mean Nicholas Cassadine is in the I mean, she was such a teenage girl in the 90s. Do you mean that my crush is right there? I will totally go get him. And then Monica comes out, drags her inside because she didn't have a coat on. Um. Uh-huh. leave me alone. I got to say hi to the
2: hot She guy. put her coat
1: back on and she went back out to the driveway <laughs> and they just both stared out into the night Aww. and Bobby kissed Stefan at the hospital and Tom Hardy toasted to dad. 1997, although it did not happen on New Year's Eve, it's important to note this was the year on December 29th that Michael Corinthos Quartermain was born. Liz made reservations at the Outback for New Year's Eve, and it was the first time that she had met Felicia. She had invited Sarah to go, and Sarah asked if it was just because their Graham wouldn't let her go by herself, Mm -hmm. because Liz was a bit of a troublemaker, as we mentioned, in her deep dive a couple months ago. Yes, She tried to invite Lucky through hinting at it, like, hey, you gonna be there? You gonna be there? And he didn't show up. Sarah was supposed to do something at the Casadines because Nicholas was coming home from the hospital. He wound up, remember, this is when Nicholas couldn't talk and he was in the hospital. And so he was writing notes for everything. So when he came in, he just wrote leave on the note. And so she left and wound up going to the Outback to meet Liz. And Liz had a small bottle of champagne in her purse and she brought it out and showed it to Sarah. And Felicia walked right over, took it, and went right to the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Bad Liz. Mm -hmm. Stefan proposed to Catherine. And she said that it felt so wrong to be happy even, but after everything they had been through, it was finally right. Stefan told her, spend tonight with me and every night, light up this musty old place and make it a home. I loved Stefan and Catherine. They were cute together. They were. An evil couple. They were cute together. And then back at the Outback, Sarah joined Liz at the Outback and she, you know, Liz was all disappointed. Dara did a tribute to Mary Mae Ward dedicating a version of god bless the child in her memory mm-hmm. and with a song playing in the background we got to watch a montage of jackson brenda acting happy Stefan and Catherine necking in front of the christmas tree Ooh. and nick was brooding outside some of these i am just reading straight what she wrote yeah at the hospital luke was watching over bobby fussing over carly the quarter main family was watching over the baby jackson brenda actually spent new year's eve at home watching tv so, back to Michael, real quick, because this all happened on New Year's Eve, and this is how the quarterman spent New Year's Eve was at the hospital fighting over the paternity of Michael. Mm-hmm. Jason had to make the decision if Carly was going to have that surgery or not, and if Michael was going to have a surgery or not. And then, right, he, he had that heart problem. Uh huh. And, you know, like the one Wiley has that Carly said, Wow, Michael had the same thing when he, he was, was born. What a coincidence. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jason, you know, talked to Monica and got her input. And she's like, if it was my child, I would have them do the surgery. Right. But she's like, but if you want to, I will go get you all the stats. And basically all of that fun stuff. And I have a random note in here because at one point they must have shown the nursery. I think it was when Carly was going into labor. I think I watched when she was going into labor. Oh, okay. I had the same diaper holder for my kids. It was from, it was blue with a gold sun at the top of it. And it was serendipity Noah's Ark. Oh.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) In 1998, they did something that I think we need to bring back the bachelor auction for the oh, Stone yeah. Case Memorial Wing. Yep. Oh, that was nice. It was a great night. Nicholas was co chair. Edward, AJ, Ned, Justice, Jacks. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Justice, Jax, Jerry, Taggart, Nicholas, Lucky, Reginald, and Tony were the bachelors. And Nicholas had made donations for. Emily and Liz to bid on the Bachelors so they didn't have to spend their own money. Carly had given Robin a hard time about going to the auction because they had made it perfectly clear that Jason was not welcome, and she said that she would not be caught dead anywhere that Jason wasn't welcome. And Robin said, and this is when Robin and Jason were together, okay so. Robin's, or Carly's chastising Robin. Robin told her, it's not about sides, it's about supporting the cause that they both care about. And Jason asked Carly to go and he would give her money, being that he isn't allowed to donate money publicly to the cause in his name, he could donate it through her. Nice. Yep. So the matchups are, seriously, this is a great YouTube video, just watch it. They don't have the entire episode though, so it was really difficult to piece together. Bobby and Jax were the first couple. Bobby and Jax? Well, okay, so the women all bid oh 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 okay and okay. the first winning okay the women was like, and basically what? they did like the big bingo drum and they pulled out okay so bobby spencer your date is uh, and so okay. they pulled out one of each name so it was bobby and jacks okay everyone else that was paired up bobby and jacks are the first couple and stefan reads this with a nice dirty look from jerry because this is when bobby and jerry were together mm-hmm. everybody else is paired up as follows jerry and helena wow yeah i could not find their date Whatever Aww. was happening at that table. Edward and Liz. Okay. That would be. Reggie and Carly. Okay. Ned and V. Okay. Robin and Justice. Aww. And Lucky and Tammy. Okay. Emily and Nicholas. Okay. Lucked out because Stefan set up Catherine with Tony. Oh, okay. So, and then Lila made a surprise appearance, bidding $50,000 to spend the evening with her favorite bachelor but we don't see who it is until the end of the show. And it's not Edward. And I actually did share this clip yesterday on our Facebook page. It was lucky telling Tammy how much Liz means to him. Mm. It was the best. And then he kind of kept looking over at her. Tammy actually offered to trade with Edward so that the teams could sit together. But at the same time, Edward was telling Liz all about Lila. Aww. And about how they've been together for over 50 years because it was really sweet. So, when they finally go to Edward and Liz's table, he goes, Young lady, I have had a wonderful evening with the half, like with the side of your head all Aww. night. <laughs> you know, you're going to get whiplash looking at that young boy. That's so and, cute. But he did it, you know, in a really, really sweet way. She, he told Liz that Lila really is his better half. Aww. So, please go to our Facebook page and watch this clip because <laughs> it's just, it's great. Lila's favorite bachelors were Jason and Michael at the shop and Jason tells her that he wants to teach Michael to be what he wants, just like she taught him. And Lila says that the look on the faces of the men at the auction were worth it. Like, mm. surprising. Right. And the guests started mingling after dinner. Jax was outside remembering last New Year's Eve with Brenda. He says, Happy New Year to Brenda. And the guests do the countdown to the New Year and to begin celebrate. And you can read all of the table conversations at soapcentral.com recaps. So if you're really interested in what was being said at those tables, you can go there. And then 1999, there was nothing overly celebratory. And especially with 1999. Right. Why wasn't this a bigger deal? Yeah. So this was the first time that Liz had taken a ride on Jason's motorcycle. He walked her to the door. She kissed him on the cheek and said, Happy New Year. And as Jason was leaving, he saw one of Sorrell's bad guys and asked him what he was doing. Found out that there was a bomb in Liz's apartment. Roy shows up for some reason, helps Jason they defuse the bomb with 1 second left. Chloe and Jax were supposed to be going to Times Square, but they decided that it would be too dangerous, and so they wound up at an undisclosed location with a big bre- big bed, private garden and lots of candles. Chloe wishes him a happy new year and he replies happy us. Aww. Carly and Sunny were stuck in an elevator together, and this is before they were together, together. Sunny pushes buttons while Carly yells for help, but neither approach is working. Carly says, if we don't get out, your face is going to be the first one I see in the new millennium. (laughs) And Sonny replies, well, it doesn't make my century either. (laughs) And this is when we find out that Sonny was actually claustrophobic. And Carly kind of started jabbing him and then realized that, okay, I need to stop and... She actually tried to soothe him. The song, As Time Goes By, plays for the music montage at the end of the day. Mike and Tammy were dancing in the diner, wearing shiny hats and sharing a kiss. AJ watched as Sunny and Carly emerged from the elevator. Alan and Monica have a hug and a kiss. Edward and Lila exchanging fond looks. Emily and Juan share a kiss. Luke was alone at the club. Laura was with Stefan. Alexis pretended to be asleep as Ned comes in, then waking to kiss him. And Chloe and Jack's dance in the rain. Apparently, on New Year's Eve, we need to find out how much dancing in the rain's happening. <laughs> and that's all that I have for 93 through 94
2: do you hate when you're listening to a great podcast and suddenly you're interrupted by an ad i know
1: thank goodness stitcher lets us listen to our favorite podcasts like conan o'brien needs a friend my favorite murder and many more ad free for only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year go to stitcher.com slash premium to sign up today use promo code peer54 for one month free on us
2: Well, there wasn't anything for 2000, so that's why I missed that year. They didn't have a party or a big celebration or whatever. 2001, Liz and Lucky were supposed to get married, so that episode was a ton of her getting ready and everyone kind of questioning him, are you sure that this is what you want to do? And he was committed to it, and then Gia finally said to Liz, you know, this isn't really what he wants to do. He's not in love with you anymore. He's marrying you just because he feels obligated, which is information she got from Nicholas that she wasn't supposed to share with anyone. As they started saying their vows, Elizabeth said all of hers, and then as Lucky Lucky started saying his, she could tell that that sparkle wasn't in his eye, and so she stopped the wedding and went upstairs and cried, and Nicholas was all PO'd (laughs) at Gia for spilling the beans because that was not her place to tell anything, Mm -hmm. and Lucky went up to Liz and tried to convince her, no, really, that she was not going to marry him, knowing that that wasn't what he wanted. So that was a wedding that didn't happen for New Year's. Alexis was with Sunny that year, which... Just still feels weird to me. She was not dating Ned, but dating Ned enough that he had assumed assumed that they were going to spend the evening together. And she said she just wanted to stay home, but this is when her sister was in town, which I completely forgot Alexis had a sister, Christina.
1: Oh, that's right. See? And not
2: too. <laughs> yes. But until you say it, you totally... That character is she died not significant enough. Right. But she just... I don't know. Some characters you never forget. That chick just didn't do it for me, so I don't think about her. We'll have to do a whole four one one about right the people you forgot <laughs> the people we forgot about. So Alexis says to Ned, no, she doesn't want to go out or she's not going out. So Ned goes out with Christina just so you know, someone to hang out with on New Year's or whatever. Well, then Sunny stops by and says to Alexis, "Can I ask you a favor? Will you be my date for this party?" So as Ned is going out with Christina, Alexis comes down the stairs all dolled up, oh, ready to go out with Sunny. And Alexis is living in what is now Jason's penthouse, which I never realized that she had lived there oh my
1: gosh there's probably a whole we'll do a whole episode on about who, the penthouse
2: and who lived where when yeah because because well, we talked Sunny about the fact that Jason in used to live across the hall right right and that was Sean's old penthouse yes so Alexis was with Sonny Ned was with Christina and Carly was hanging out with Xander because he didn't have anywhere else to go okay and so they just kind of Nothing inappropriate or whatever, but it still feels weird to me that she would be spending her yeah. years with him. Two thousand and two was the black and white episode that I mentioned in Monday's episode. It was a good episode, but it didn't make any sense. This is when Carly and Rick were business partners, which was very weird. You remember what that were they day? business partners? They were for? gonna go into making a club or having some kind of business, and so they were checking out different places to have okay, like where they were gonna open up yeah. their next restaurant, club, whatever together. So they were in this old building and they looked at the like blueprints of it and saw that behind this wall, there should be a whole nother room, but it was completely blocked off. So they sledgehammered it because that's what you do, right? And made this opening in the wall. And when they stepped through, there was a bar set up and it had a little dance floor and whatever. And this lady appears kind of out of nowhere and says that she lives across the street and that this was her bar that she had opened up back in the 19... 19- Okay. 1926. And so all of the characters of that time on General Hospital were made into characters from 1926. Okay. So it shows this whole video back and forth. The characters kept with what their normal personalities were, like Sonny was a mobster, Jason was his enforcer, Jason was with Courtney, Sonny was with Carly, but they were the 1926 characters. So it all played out that she had opened this bar and it was supposed to be the most wonderful day, but it was opening day and closing day because at midnight, the bad guys came hired by AJ, but again, he had a different name because Mm -hmm. it was 1926 character and they shot up the whole place. Now they're flying bullets everywhere, scattered across a room that looked to be about the size of a normal living room. Because it was just a little little you know dive bar or whatever. Only person that got shot and killed is Jason, even though Sonny's standing right next to him and all these people are there. So then it goes on to tell you that Jason's character passed away and that Courtney's character went insane and they had to commit her to the insane asylum. Then Sunny's character knew that it was AJ's character that had set this up, and so he went and killed AJ's character. And didn't even try to hide it. Wasn't that foreshadowing? (laughs) I guess so. Maybe that was the point of it. So he kills him, but he doesn't even try to pretend like he didn't kill him. Mm -hmm. He stands next to the body. The cops come and arrest Sonny's character. Sonny's character spends the rest of his life in prison. And Carly's character says she knows she can't take care of their son. And so the kid's like six, seven she gives him up for adoption to a different couple. And so this lady's telling, like, this is that her life story. That actually happened a lot during that blah, 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 time. Blah. And I get that. And again, it was a good episode. Like, it was really good to watch, and it was neat to see them and their different characters, and it reminded you of how much Courtney loved Jason mm-hmm. and how cute they were and everything. But it did not tie into, except for maybe foreshadowing, like you said, it didn't tie into any storyline okay. whatsoever. It was a complete separate episode of, this happened in the
1: 1926 bar on New Year's Eve. And that was it. Yeah, okay. on New Year's. Eve. Well, it's fun and different. And the thing mm-hmm. is, I think I think they do things like that just also to give the actor something different to do. Yes, it says at the end, uh, Rick es- Rick escorts Catherine
2: home, which is this old woman from across the street. Sunny and Jason find a tearful Carly standing in the abandoned speakeasy. And Whatever
1: became of that speakeasy? Thing.
2: No, that was it. It opened and closed that day because of the shooting.
1: No, but I mean, with Carly and Rick.
2: Oh, what they did? I don't know. I don't think they bought that space. I don't know what they went into next. If you remember, let us know what happened to that place that Rick and Carly. It felt weird to me. And I know, obviously, we know... What happened afterwards, and that's why, but it felt weird to me to see her and right like just howling around, like, gonna right. check out this space together. It was very, very weird. And then 2003 was also crazy. I did not watch this episode, but the entire thing was Dylan having a crazy dream. The okay. Quartermains were fighting, and he went into the other room and turned on the TV and fell asleep in front of the TV and had this crazy dream about he was some country bumpkin and he came to town to find his real parents. And somebody introduced him to this girl that was trying to marry him just because he wanted, she wanted his money because she had figured out that he was the long-lost son that was going to inherit this. But he was really in love with this other girl that was actually Georgie playing a different character. And it goes through the entire thing of... But that was totally that, nothing New Year's related. Right, exactly. Huh. So, again... At least the speakeasy I'm, was. Right. speakeasy happened on New so Year's. are 2003... Maybe a really good episode to watch. I didn't watch it because after I read the description I was like, except for the fact that they were fighting because it was New Year's, nothing in this entire storyline right is New Year's. had all the characters in it. Uh, Alexis and Coleman were his uh, adopted parents. Aww. Um, and when he <laughs> awakens, he realizes he has a message from Georgie asking him to meet her at Kelly's. He rushes out, but when Dylan arrives at Kelly's he finds that it's only stage as the bell tolls a of- midnight hour sage suddenly kisses dylan so that was the only was sage the other girl that was trying to marry him yes okay yes yeah 2004 here's one for my tally because i knew they were in here jack hosts a lavish masquerade ball with most of port charles movers and shakers as his guests he shows off his newly renovated metro court hotel which stands on the site where the port charles hotel stood before the tragic fire the year before Guests are decked out in a flashy costume, including a barbella outfit worn by Courtney and bottomless pants donned by none other than Jax himself. Sunny can't believe his ears. Oh, this was... I watched this episode. So everyone's at the party, and Carly, I guess, wanted to go to the party. Okay. She... because The way that this makes it sound is that Sunny... Or that Carly and Jax aren't together at this time. So it shows Sunny in his penthouse, that used to be Sean's, with... Little Michael and little Christina Mm -hmm. and little Morgan taking care of them. And Sonny's losing his mind because he does not know how to entertain three kids. Letitia has the night off, so he has no nanny and no one to help him. And Michael is trying to get Sonny and Carly back together. So he knocks, you know how they have those fancy stands that no one in real life I think actually has with the alcohol and glasses on it. So Michael knocks that off and it crashes to the floor. And Sonny's like, what happened? And Michael blames Christina. So Sonny thinks that he just doesn't like spending time with Christina and he's jealous of that or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he goes over to the other penthouse that is Jason and Sam to ask Jason to handle the kids. Because, of course, why wouldn't you ask Jason to handle your children? And when he walks in, Sam is there. This is right after she had had the stillborn with Sonny. And she's holding a baby, and he's like, whose baby is that? She has decided that she's adopting this baby because she helped the teenage mother deliver the baby, and the teenage mother can't keep the baby. Mm -hmm. So she's going to keep the baby, and Sonny's like, that's an awful idea. You can't replace one kid with the other. Right. While he's having that conversation with her, Jason's over at Sonny's penthouse talking to Michael, and Michael says... He wasn't trying to get Christina in trouble. He had knocked the glass off because he was hoping then Sonny would say he couldn't handle it and call Carly to come and join them. And he was just trying to get them back together,
1: Aww. which
2: was super cute. And then Sonny comes in and has a conversation with Jason about the whole baby thing. And Jason's like, that's what Sam says she wants. So that's what we're going to do. And yeah. this was, you know, whatever yeah. to make her happy. And then the ending clip of the night shows Carly sitting next to Sunny on the couch as it strikes midnight. So you're like,
1: "Oh, okay, we finally showed that up." I googled real quick. Mm-hmm. There are six masquerade balls going on in Pittsburgh that night. Really? Yeah, it's apparently a thing. Okay, I didn't realize it was a thing. And those are just what comes up. I mean, if you just search masquerade balls, I googled are masquerade balls popular for New Year's Eve, and that's what came up. Okay. And I guess it they looks are. like, I mean, there's Michigan, Washington, D.C. Yeah. So apparently they are. Huh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's
2: crazy. At this masquerade ball that Jax is having, Emily, Connor, Luke, Skye, Liz, Bucky, Dylan, and Georgie hope that their plan to unmask Helena at the ball works as planned. Mm. This is when they had Connor pretending to be Nicholas. Mm-hmm. And so they thought that Helena was going to come out. So it, it wasn't New Year's eve except for the fact that it happened on that New Year's Eve. That was part Z. of their part. They were yeah. at the Masquerade Ball, but they weren't doing anything other than trying to call Helena out. So that yeah. was how
1: 2004 ends, which pushes us back over to you. Oh, okay. So for 2005, Nicholas, real Nicholas, so apparently he was alive. Mm-hmm. hmm Because he does That's that. That's shocking. What? Because you didn't know. Nicholas fakes his own death? What are you talking about? Nicholas was on his way home to see Courtney, but there was turbulence. So he was, his flight was delayed, and Jax had heard about it. So he was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go ask Courtney if she wants <laughs> to come to the party with me that Carly's throwing at the metro court. Of course. And she refused. But then she later changed her mind and decided to make an appearance. Nicholas winds up showing up to an empty loft.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm going to read this how they said it because I like it. Okay. At the Q Asylum, (laughs) Edward Allen, Monica, Ned, Emily, Tracy, Justice, Sky, and Luke are looking sharp and waiting on the Barclays, an invited couple who do not show up to the Q's own party. So they were throwing a New Year's Eve party for all of the donors of General Hospital, and nobody showed up. The Barclays were the only ones who RSVP'd, and their butler or their driver came to the house. Here's... Here's a different class. (laughs) Instead of picking up the phone and saying, I'm so sorry, we're not able to make it anymore, their driver drove to the quarter main mansion to extend his apologies that the couple was no longer able to make it. Basically, Edward starts blaming Luke because there's been all these things about him at the country club and they just don't like him. Well, then Dr. Noah Drake arrives 100% sober and ready to meet some of the generous patrons, And Luke's like, well, you can, just not here and not tonight. (laughs) When it's clear they won't be at the Quartermain Mansion, Luke suggests his niece's party and only Skye and Noah accompany him. Edward says that it's midnight somewhere on the planet and turns the mantel clock to midnight. And I think it was Monica was like Rio de Janeiro, (laughs) you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's a great place. And so they all struck midnight at like seven and nothing wrong with that. All wished each other a happy new year and ended the party. Emily stayed in the den and Nicholas actually walked in and said, Mm. I thought there was a party going on because he found the invitation under his stuff. And she's like, well, there was, but, you know, no one showed showed up. So there's a party at the Metro Court if you want to go. And he decided to stay with Emily. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, Courtney's with Jax. I know it. And she's like, you don't know that. Right. So. Despite everything, at the penthouse, Sam and Jason were preparing to enjoy a romantic start to 2006 when bang, bang, bang. No, not guns, but Carly's fists actually knocking on the door for once. I guess instead of her just walking in. Yep. She's flummoxed. I like how she writes sometimes. (laughs) She's flummoxed that Jason isn't going to her party. Like, she was mad. And Jason's like, I don't like parties. How are you Jason's best friend and you don't know that? because Well, he told her. He's like, you know this. I don't like them. But she wanted Jason to go. Sam was like, because she said something about, is, did you tell Sunny about the party? And Jason's like, why would I tell Sunny about a party I'm not going to? Yeah. And Sam said, oh, because you wanted Jason to say that he was going to your party so that Sunny shows up. Mm-hmm. Because we are in middle school. Yes. Or high school. Let's do high school. So, they Sam said that they need to go to the party because if Sunny did just happen to show up, sparks would fly and Jason would be called anyway. So, why don't they basically just get there and be there? Dylan, Je- Jesse, Maxie, Leslie, Lou, Lulu. Yeah. I don't know why it's written that way. Lucky and Liz arrive at Kelly's, although Lucky and Liz don't stay very long. All this stuff's going on. And so, basically, Dylan is getting all angry and upset about whatever because Georgie wasn't giving him all of his her attention. Teen drama. And Georgie pulled Dylan outside Kelly's where falling snow manages to cool down the fighting young couple. Aww. When Dylan admits that he fears that they're drifting, Lucas comes out, and comes out. Ah! Could not find the video of Lucas coming out to them. No, I didn't Could. see that either. You saw him walking out of Kelly's, yes. but you didn't see him coming out. Right. <laughs> so, but I guess I don't, I don't remember if that is the first time that Lucas came out because when you look up Luke is coming out on general hospital. There's shorter videos later on in January of him telling certain people. Okay. But not from Hmm. that night, not like where he's in his group of friends and maybe he shares with them. So I don't remember it. I don't either. In 2006, Spinelli surprised Sam who was planning a romantic night for Jason. Spinelli said that the roads are closed and she admits that he is odd and amusing, but she's in love with Jason. So I think that she thought he was there to no move in on the fair Samantha. Spinelli admitted that he's never been in love. Aww. And Sam said that she can't wait to start a family with Jason. And Spinelli tells her she's going to be a great mother. And Jason made it home just in time for midnight and embraced Sam. Yay! A lonely Lucky closed down Kelly's. The snowfall sparked a flashback to playing with Elizabeth in the snow. Lucky was, Lucky was flashing back to more happy memories with Liz when Maxie flounced in from the snow, wearing a miniskirt and sexy pumps. She managed to tempt Lucky to dance with her, and at midnight, they kissed. Mm. Robin met Patrick, who wanted to take her to the Metro Court for New Year's Eve, but she wanted to stay in. He balked, but she decorated the, his bare apartment, and they made love. At midnight, they share champagne and plastic cups. An emotional Liz lost control of her car in the storm and skidded off the road. She stumbled out of the vehicle and managed to knock herself unconscious on some nearby rocks. Sky Alcazar, and Lila Ray appeared at Carly's door after their car slid off the road. Very, very icy night that mm-hmm. day, 2006. And Max is walking around in high heels. I know. Sonny appeared at Carly's seconds before midnight. Michael had called him. So maybe we need to start keeping track of this. How many times does Michael call Sonny? Oh, there you go. And he kissed Carly on the cheek. Okay. And then New Year's Eve 2007, Sunny and Kate had gone to New York to attend an art gallery function. And, you know, he spent $103 million as a late Christmas present. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Cash. Oh my God. Yep. Where do I find someone that has that kind of money? And it's not really New Year's. I just thought that was interesting that that's how they were spending their New Year's Eve. But it wasn't like a party or anything. Carly was throwing her party, her annual party at the Metro Court. Jax wasn't there because he had woken up with Carly's flu. So she went by herself. Jerry was speaking French to all of the guests. She had no idea what he was saying, but figured it was not anything good. And she then decided to take two waiters, get them to come to her home, and lay out a festive spread so that she and Jax could celebrate New Year's and their love from the comfort of their home. So she ditched her own party. Mm -hmm. To be with her man. That Uh was nice. Elizabeth went to the safe house and found a canvas that Jason and paint that Jason had (laughs) left as a belated Christmas present for her. And he calls her to let her know that he has to be out of town and cannot join her. She's disappointed, but tells him that they will have other opportunities to share their love in the upcoming year. Lucky arrives at Sam's to take her to the Metro court party, but they decide (laughs) to stay at the apartment and take a bath together instead.
0: Afterwards they
1: cuddle. I never liked Sam and Lucky. It was weird. Afterward, they cuddled on the couch so that they could enjoy the fireworks display over Port Charles. Nicholas does not leave Windermere, but not because he is still grief-stricken, as everyone thinks, but because he is kept company by the physical embodiment of his beloved Emily, who is dead, Mm -hmm. but still physically present with him. He does not question why or how Emily couldn't be with him. He is just glad that he can still hold her and touch her, and he dances with her and kisses her passionately, as the new year begins, Aww. I know. Poor Nicholas. In two thousand eight, for New Year's Eve, Johnny was going to take Lulu out for a fancy New Year's Eve dinner, and she said, "Honestly, I would rather have pizza and beer." So instead of champagne and caviar, so they decided to stay in, and then they went outside and played in the snow, and then they kissed in the snow, all that stuff. Do you play in the snow as a grown up? I have. Oh, okay.
2: Snow is cold. I do not enjoy playing in the snow. So I would not have a snowball fight with my significant other. No. I would say, let's go inside and have some hot chocolate. I'm cold.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. I am more with you. Okay. But yes, I have. (laughs) Nicholas spent the night with Nadine. He actually cooked them both dinner and they rang in the new year together. The metroport had no power, but they had the party Mm. going on, but there was no power. Maxie was frustrated because she had been working on an article and Mm. it was going to be lost. And she was trying to get Spinelli to find it for her. And he told her what my husband tells me all the time. Save always, save often. Sasso. (laughs) And I do, but, you know, anytime it goes out, he's like, well, did you save it? (laughs) Just fix it. Yes. Maxie tells Spinelli that there is no one she would rather spend New Year's Eve with. Jax was shocked to see that Carly climbed 25 flights upstairs to see him and find out what was going on. Carly was annoyed that the backup generators hadn't worked and the Metro Court was the only establishment in town to be affected by the blackout. Uh, Jax explained that, that the other hotels gladly accommodated the Metro Court guests once everyone had to be evacuated. Jax had donated all the extra food to an area homeless shelter, but the only thing left was champagne and dessert. Awesome. Yes. He had seen the note she had written about the Taramasu being property of the hotel owner and don't touch it. And he suddenly realized that she climbed all those stairs for the dessert. <laughs> My That's kind a, of woman. Taramasu is really good. That's not just a regular dessert. That's that is amazing. Yes. Yeah. And it really stinks when you find a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. They decided to share the dessert and pretend that nothing bad had happened to them during the past year. And Jax complimented her on her resilience and all that. And they toasted to the year to come. I just think it's funny she walked up 25 flights of stairs for... That's dedication. (laughs) She earned it. And then Tracy showed up to the Haunted Star and asked why no one else was there for the party. Luke said that she was the only person that he had invited. Yep. Tracy thought that he was insane because New Year's Eve could have netted them a huge profit for the Haunted Star. Luke said that he groveled long enough and Tracy had bent as far as she could. It was time for them to make amends and... The Dominican Republic event had proven that Tracy wasn't angry enough to go through with the divorce. Luke reminded her of his love, but she said that he was still hung up on Laura. So they decided to like wager a bet. I think it was one of those. I'm not really good at gambling, Okay. but they put money on, on two numbers. One was 21 because that's Laura's birthday is December 21st. So yesterday, happy birthday, Laura. And Tracy's birthday is April 6th. So they put it on six and it landed on the six. And Tracy gave in and gave him a hot kiss. 2009, Liz surprised Lucky with a dinner for two at Jake's. They ate ribs and cheesy fries. Lucky remembered that the first time they had eaten ribs and cheesy fries had been the night that Elizabeth agreed to be his girl. Mm. And she said, but I've always been your girl. I know, which (laughs) makes them not getting married even. Yeah sorry. Lucky smiled and then wondered how Elizabeth had managed to persuade Coleman to close the bar for the night. This is when Lucky was a detective. Yeah. And Coleman, someone, one of Coleman's bartenders had served Michael under age. And so she was like, so I kind of told him that I would ask you to kind of drop those charges. (laughs) And she noticed that she had been taking advantage of him and taking him for granted. And she explained that she had planned a special evening for Lucky because she wanted Lucky to know that she loved him and nothing made her prouder or gave her more joy than being his girl. Lucky confessed that his happiest memories included Elizabeth and Elizabeth vowed to never disappoint Lucky. Um, Okay. That's not a vow you can keep, girlfriend. Ten years later, (laughs) you did not keep that vow. (laughs) She then challenged Lucky to a game of pool. In fairness, neither did he sometimes. Right, right. No, neither one of them were this is Jonathan players, Jackson but... Lucky, so we're more disappointed in this. <laughs> and then she was like, let's go play pool. And he's surprised because she doesn't play. And she was like, uh-uh, I've been practicing. And I'm surprised he didn't get
2: crappy then because I would have to say something nasty and be like, yeah, you probably were practicing with Jason because we
1: all know he liked to play pool. Yeah, I don't know. Lucky won the game, and then Elizabeth fetched a gift that she had tucked away for him. It was his old guitar. She had gotten out of the attic, and Elizabeth had taken it to a shop and had the strings replaced. Good job! That was a good present. Yep. And Lucky was thrilled, and he pulled it out, and he pulled the guitar... With the guitar, and then he started to serenade Elizabeth with the song "My Girl," and then eventually the full version of the song started playing. And you see, Mac and Alexis had been on a date, and their car broke down, and they danced beside each other with "My Girl" blaring from the car radio. I'm glad that one of their dates finally turned out into. It was really cute because they didn't dance together. They danced beside each other, so like she was dancing and he was dancing, and it was they were dancing as individuals but together. Together, got it. And Robin and Patrick were supposed to have gone to the Metro court for dinner where they intended to drink champagne, eat lobster and dance on the roof. And then Epiphany was like, "Uh uh-uh, all hands on deck because they were both leaving the hospital. Right. And they wound up both going into surgery and, you know, Robin was down in the ER and they're like, okay, hey, in case I don't see you at midnight, here you go. Mm. They didn't make out, they just didn't? No. (laughs) It was quick because, you know, surgery. And then they resumed their shifts. So the montage also showed Robin and Patrick on the roof of the Mm. hospital. So they got to dance on the roof, just the wrong building. And at the Davis residence, Christina wondered where Kiefer would have taken her if they had been able to go out for New Year's Eve. And Kiefer said that he would have taken her to his house because his parents were out of town. And Kiefer wound up storming out after Molly caught them kissing and Christina thought that they should stop what they were doing while they were babysitting. Very responsible, Christina. You could teach Lulu that. But he lost his mind and left. Yes. And then, in an undisclosed location, Franco, James Franco, wearing a tux, sat at an elegant table set for one. A single candle illuminated the table as Franco prepared to eat his dinner. Okay. Yeah. 2010. Due to the extended New Year's holiday, ABC opted to air encore episodes of its entire time lineup, All My Children, One Life to Live, and General Hospital. This scheduling change was anticipated and there would be no lost episodes as a result of the scheduling change. Regular programming resumed on Monday, January 3rd, 2011 and picked up where the Wednesday, December 29th episodes had concluded. However, in that last episode on December 29th, Robin had invited Patrick to come over for New Year's Eve so that they could give their trial they had been separated. Yes. But to give their trial reunion a try. And that's when everyone was going on that ski trip that the bus wound up crashing. Oh, okay. So that was 2010. And then 2011, Robin and Patrick were supposed to go to a party. And Emma was putting, Robin was putting Emma to bed. And Patrick passed out on the couch. So she curled up with him and they wound up staying in. Spinelli asked Maxie to help him get spruced up for a New Year's Eve date. He wouldn't tell her who he was meeting. Maxie followed him to Kelly's and pretended that she needed to give him a tie clip and he still wouldn't tell her. And I watched this episode. It, I think that she was the person. Okay. But she was dating Matt. And he oh. was always respectful of when she had a boyfriend. He yeah. did not. So I don't really, really remember this. Sam and Jason were apart, and when he called to tell her that Franco had left, it says Franco was gone, but Franco had left, and Mm -hmm. this was, again, James Franco. Right. She begged him to come home and stay with her, that he could just go after Franco the next day, but she just really wanted to spend New Year's Eve with him. Mm -hmm. At the party at the Metro Court. Dante and Lulu met up there, and it was right after they had gotten married the first time. (laughs) And Dante said, the only thing better than ending the year with my scorching hot wife is starting the new year with her, is the new one with her. Tracy had received an invitation to the party she thought was from Luke, and it turned out to be Anthony Zakara. She storms out, he follows, and they wind up stuck in an elevator. Again, stuck in an elevator. Carly and Sonny had been, Now Anthony, and and he proposed as part of his blackmailing to her. How romantic. (laughs) Michael was grieving over Abby, but Carly invited him to the party at the Metro Court, and Michael toasted Carly, but actually wound up more like roasting her. And he winds up asking her if Jax is still alive because Michael had seen him at an airport when he had just spread Abby's ashes. Mm -hmm. Carly said that she didn't know if he was alive. I mean, this was in front of everybody like Michael was flipping on her. Yeah. She said that he, she didn't know if he was alive, but she wasn't certain that he was dead either. And then Sonny and Carly started fighting bad. And Carly said that she didn't say anything because she didn't want Sonny to finish the job. Michael stormed out Dante wound up going after him and then they show Michael stepping over a guardrail and he stepped right onto a road just as Jason was coming around the corner mm. and hit him it ends with both of them unconscious
2: dun, dun, dun. Dun,
1: dun, dun. Yeah. they've made it <laughs> spoiler <laughs> and now over to you okay
2: 2012 There was a party at the Haunted Star. This was so hard to visualize as I was reading it because this is when we had the One Life to Live characters as One Life to Live characters. And then we had to turn around and switch it all up. So at the Haunted Star, there was a party. It had Olivia and Ned. had Carly with Todd. And she was all kind of unhappy with him. They were saying they were putting the past in the past, but she could tell... That he was thinking of Blair. Mm -hmm. Todd, same thing. We're going to put this in our past. But he could tell that Carly was actually thinking of Johnny. So she said to him, well, let me see your phone. Because they had just got word that Star was okay. Mm -hmm. And so let me see your phone. So that I can see if you texted Blair or not. And he would not show her the phone. And she was like, yeah, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. So they were moving forward. trying to make their relationship better but still holding on to the past but as I was reading it and picturing them I was like oh my god it wasn't Carly with Frank it was Carly with Todd this is driving me nuts this was the year that Olivia was having all those visions okay and so at the Haunted Star everyone was asking her if she was excited about the new grandbaby coming and she kept having visions of the dog Maxie opens up the door to her apartment and the same dog is standing out front of the apartment comes into the house she's taking care of it i'm not sure how you i know it says the dog wouldn't leave and i remember seeing it and sure the dog like walked in but you're a person you kick the dog out i don't want you in my house but anyway the dog came in as she was walking back over to the couch she tripped and fell So she ended up at the hospital. Britt was there, who was with Patrick at this time. Sabrina was babysitting for Patrick because him and Britt were supposed to go out. Mm -hmm. And Emma the whole time is talking about how she hates Britt. (laughs) She doesn't want Britt and Patrick to end up together. And she would much rather Sabrina be her new mommy And Sabrina, of course, who was always so wonderful about Robin, was like, "Well, no one will be your new mommy because you already had the best mommy. And she brought over, you know, the crazy New Year's classes and all that stuff to make it a whole event for Emma while Patrick Mm. went out with Britt. Britt didn't get to go out, though, because Maxie shows up and she needs to examine Maxie Mm -hmm. and then breaks the news to Maxie that she had the miscarriage. At the same time, Spinelli's on the roof with his whole spread that he has for Ellie, trying to convince her to come have dinner with him. She wasn't going to go have dinner with him. She was convinced that he was so hung up on Maxie, but then they convinced her, yeah, go meet Spinelli. She's on her way to that, and there's heavy fog, and her car is messed up, so she gets out of the car and is walking on that same road, I'm pretty sure, that Kiefer Mm -hmm. and everyone else is killed on, because it's the only road anyone dies on in General Hospital. Michael and... Star. Star, Thank you. I, again, I wanted to call her Kiki there because there was some point where we were Right. <laughs> Michael and Star are in the car chasing after Connie who has kidnapped Johnny and has him in her trunk and because of all this fog there's mm-hmm. an accident and so that's why Ellie doesn't show up to meet Spinelli and it, it didn't get into anything that happened afterwards but that was the storyline that that's led what was supposed into... to happen. <laughs> yes. That was the storyline that led into Maxie and Spinelli hooking up and creating Georgie oh and then because Britt couldn't go out patrick came home and sabrina was sleeping on the couch and he woke sabrina up just in time for midnight and they watched the ball drop and they ended up having a kiss which made sabrina's day i'm sure it did because they're so cute i love sabrina with everyone 2013 didn't have a new year's eve celebration so on to 2014 this is when jason wasn't when jake wasn't jason yet he was still just jake doe Mm -hmm. so he had been living with elizabeth and her kids but then right as he started falling for her is when rick came back Mm -hmm. and announced that he wanted to be with her so on new year's eve rick was with liz jake and carly shared a kiss because neither one of them had anyone to be with and she had just given him a job as a bartender at the metro court okay because before that he'd been shoveling snow Alexis and Ned were together, Olivia and Julian were there, and they just kind of bonded over being together because Alexis and Ned were spending the evening Mm -hmm. together, so at the stroke of the night, they kissed, which led us into the whole storyline, and they ended up spending the night together, and that's how we have Leo. Oh, this was that weird year that Anna and Duke were together, but not really together. says, Sparks flew, as always, between Anna and Duke, even though he wound up spending the evening with Lucy. Well, Anna's date was Sloan, that weird guy from the WSB. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I liked him. Sloan insisted he had a date for the evening, but the woman he'd met earlier that day at the gym, Ivy, showed up on Nicholas's arm. It turned out that they'd met in the lobby and during the elevator ride up to the Metro Court formed a connection. Jordan told Sean about the little lie she'd told to prevent Julian from killing her. Reluctantly, Sean agreed to make her fib a truth by convincing Duke to allow her into the Corinthos organization. The focus of that year was Maxie and Nathan. For Maxie and Nathan, there was good news. He caught a plane, and bad. His flight was diverted to Beecher's Corner. Apparently, the universe doesn't want us to spend New Year's Eve together, Nathan said with a sigh, as if to prove it, and this communication sent Maxie to Beecher's Corners as Nathan headed for their apartment, Where an all dolled-up Lulu and Dante were chowing down on the ribs Maxie had ordered for her guy. Worse, Maxie parked in a loading zone, and as the result of it, her car was towed. Dante and Lulu wound up skipping out on the Metro Court party in favor of celebrating privately at home. With only two minutes to spare, Maxie and Nathan wound up in the same place at the same time. They were so cute. And in the final moments of 2014, Carly made a special toast. As we say goodbye to 2014, my wish is that we all learn from our mistakes and that we all find something good and precious to hold on to as we move forward, that we mend what was broken and that we heal what was hurt, and we honor those we lost by living life to the fullest. So whatever 2014 has meant to you, I hope there's a better year yet to come for all of us.
1: I like that toast.
2: I'm going to screenshot you it for you. You're I just like it. Change the date. And then with that is whenever... Um, All the kissing happened, again, Rick and Liz, Jake and Carly because he was bartending, Alexis and Ned, Olivia and Julian, and then they already told you Nathan and Maxie. So on to 2015, this is when Robin's back, and so they plan an evening at home together, her and Patrick, because he's chosen her, they're putting their life back together, whatever, and they both end up proposing to each other. She wraps up a calendar and gives it to him and it's just to symbolize that they can have all this time together to spend 12 months. I think it was supposed to be an indefinite amount of time, but the calendar was what she used. She should have bought him one of those, like, the blocks. Oh, that's a so good that idea. So that those yeah, don't have those years. Have... You're so smart. I just thought of that. Well, that's a really important thing if you're smarter than Robin, because she's supposed to be, like, a genius. She is. So you can put that on your resume. Morgan was on his medicine for his bipolar And he went to the floating rib and was having drinks. So everyone was on him about, you're not supposed to drink in your meds. And he just kind of told everybody to mind their own business. Sonny spent the evening at home because this was when he didn't have any feeling in his legs. They weren't sure that he was going to walk again. Oh, yeah. And all of that. Yes. Lulu and Johnny shared a kiss. This was after Dante had cheated on her with Valerie. But Mm -hmm. Dante and Valerie weren't together right by the end of the year. Which is good because I did not like that storyline. Oh, Nina and Franco walked into the party on the Haunted Star. And then Curtis saw them and was like, no, I don't want to deal with you. Nina saw Curtis first and offered him a job as a model for her magazine. And then Franco walked in and this is when they were still fairly all new or whatever. So Franco walked in and Curtis was like, no, I know who that is. And I don't really want to deal with any of that stuff. Pretty much everyone was at the floating rib. And then at the very end of that episode is Carly went to go get a new bottle of champagne because apparently you're not supposed to toast with a bottle that's already been opened. Somehow that's bad luck. I don't have enough champagne. have like, multiple bottles that I'm using for. I years don't of open years. until midnight. I guess if you have that much money, you have plenty of bottles. I don't know. She left the room to go get a new bottle of champagne, and when she came back in sense. and sat down, she noticed that his leg had moved, and he said that yes, he had just noticed that he was feeling feeling in his leg, and so all was going to be right with the world because Sunny was going to be able to walk again
1: yay yay
2: 2016 this is when kiki and dylan were together <sighs> i loved that. <them. laughs> they were so cute on a bus bound for los angeles kiki was stunned when the bus driver announced that the next stop would be in five hours dylan advised her to ignore him if it would help but kiki grumbled that she shouldn't have been on the bus if she would have been able to she wouldn't be on the bus if she was able to ignore dylan And so they go back and forth, and it was Kiki thought that he was with Valerie, and he points out that, no, the night that she heard them talk about they were together, they weren't together, they were talking about how miserable they were because they weren't with the people that they wanted to be with, which was kind of like one of your stories earlier, where people just kind of sat around reminiscing about how unhappy they are. So once Kiki realized her mistake, then they were, oh were so excited and they shared a happy new year's and a kiss carly wasn't with sunny all through this episode because this is the year that morgan died and she just couldn't be with him because that would sacrifice other members of her family and make her life too complicated maxie and nathan were supposed to get sick and maxie was dying of the flu that was i remember that episode. Mm-hmm. that was really good acting of how sick she was And then it turned out at the last minute that it didn't matter because Nathan couldn't get married anyway because he's still married to Claudette, so their marriage wouldn't have actually happened. And he just goes and takes care of her, and they end up snuggled in the bed together. She's asleep before midnight because she's so sick. Mm -hmm. But because they were supposed to get married, everyone was showing up to the church to celebrate their wedding. And with all of that was Nina and Valentine, And Nina proposes the great idea that they go ahead and get married because Lulu and Valentine were just starting their custody fight over Charlotte, and it would look better if they were a married couple, right? right? Because Lulu was with Dante. So Nina and Valentine get married, and they did that cute thing of exchanging the ribbon off the mm-hmm. flowers. That was cute. That was romantic. I will give him that. Um, Jordan was with Andre that year, which feels weird to me now that she's with Curtis, mm-hmm. but she was. And at the very end, Carly ends up going to Sunny's and runs in and gives him a because you knew they were going to end up together. Of course, That's just how it goes for 2017 they had the pretty annual now at this point we talked about this the other day where mm-hmm. annual is not the first time and it shouldn't skip but I feel like Metro Court's an annual party now so they had that annual party nothing exciting was going on there Sam and Jason were stuck on the Haunted Star and they shared their first kiss Since Jason coming back as Jason. And there was fireworks and romantic music. And they did a little flashback of them back in the day and stuff. But that was really the only New Year's Eve kind of stuff that was happening. And then in 2018, there was still a party again at the Metro Court. And Willow and Chase were together. So they shared a kiss. Oscar, he was in the hospital and Jocelyn and him got to share like their own little New Year's Eve party and had a New Year's Eve kiss and all that. Julian had asked Kim if she wanted to go out and she said no, she needed to stay for Oscar. And instead he was going to surprise her at the hospital with like, champagne and all that yeah. stuff. And when he showed up, she was there with Drew. And he caught her kissing Drew. And so, you know, that, like, spun them into the whole whatever thing. And then this was the year that Kiki had just died. So Ava had poured herself a drink and announced that she was going to make her own list of resolutions. And one of them was to stop drinking in 2019, which I don't think that's happened. I don't happened. think that's
1: happened. No. Um,
2: and that she was also going to stop caring about things and people who didn't matter. And she didn't want Avery to get too close to her because she didn't want to hurt another daughter. And that whole speech was brought on by she had found one of Kiki's old New Year's resolutions or New Year's like Christmas wishes. And she had wished for a puppy and to learn about art from her mom and just all that little kid stuff. So, And I think this was started by the fact that Kevin was trying to pack up Kiki's stuff. Kevin Ryan. Ryan Kevin. Right. Exactly. Kevin Ryan. Thank you. Was trying to pack up Kiki's stuff and Ava had kind of flipped out on why are you packing up stuff already and he told her it wasn't healthy to keep all that stuff around so that was that but no no masquerade parties for the past two years and nothing crazy you know usually they they did it up not that there wasn't parties going on but there wasn't anything there wasn't any activity there was no weddings there was no right proposals nothing crazy
1: just some people went to parties some people stayed at home so that's been the last couple years. So we went to social media and asked what people's favorite New Year moments are. And if you're going to respond on Instagram, you can't put a YouTube link in it because we can't click on them. So painstakingly, you're so dedicated. Please don't do this again. Please don't (laughs) put links in. Twins Mommy 5 said, So many old faces in this clip that have come and gone. Duke, Rick, Patrick, Nicholas, Nathan, Drew, Sean. Hard to believe it was five years ago, but my favorite moment, of course, was Maxie and Nathan. And then, oh, right, that was the year I just talked about. Maxi and Nathan mm -hmm. couldn't end up in the same place at the same time to kill him. So, and then she also said Jason and Sam kiss 2017 plus highlights Mm -hmm. and included the link to a video. Susie Q79, just because Jason and Spinelli are in it, what happened to Liz, I can't remember. I don't know. I think that it was the montage from December 29th, 2006, but I didn't watch them. I just kind of title of the video. Ah. Um, but yeah, definitely share, you know, in detail what you liked about, because typically yes. that get, that's how people start jogging their memories and right. That's when we have a lot of fun is when people engage and comment and just have fun with each other. So that was it for new year's Eve. And we're kind of releasing this a couple days ahead of it, but right. we are also going to do for next week's 411, we're going to ask you what your favorite part of 2019 was and what your hopes for 2020 are for General Hospital. And do you have any? No, no. I'm we'll talk about, about it. Home. Yeah. What am I doing? We'll talk about <laughs> it on that show. I'll have some by next week. I will. All right. Sounds <laughs> good. All right. So until then, have a good weekend and we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you
2: enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com
1: to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for pier54podcast. Also, we are not perfect. So if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at pier54podcast at gmail.com.